Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this quantum universe, I hope that you are able to remain uh, positive about your future no matter what it is. Now, we talk a lot about uh, the uh, apocalypse (laughs) or Armageddon or whatever on this uh, show just because we know that pretty much the 3D world is breaking up and we are headed towards a marvelous new beginning. So it's not an unhappy thing and it's not a sad thing, really. It's just is what it is, you know, um, as... uh, we go up, 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 and we ascend. Our world is crumbling around us, it seems. But it is important to take a step back and look at how <clears throat> how great things really are and how we've always come through it. No matter what it is, we've always come through it. You know, uh, if you've ever been through a horrible illness or an accident, you've always come through it. If you've ever been through a breakup, but you're strong now, you went through it. You've come through it. Death of a loved one, you went through it. All the things, in fact, that you've gone through, um, you're stronger for it now. And you're uh, better off for having come through it. So um, my, uh, my friend Jordan is a very positive person. He's extraordinarily so. And, uh, He's been living with me for uh, a little over a week and his wife left him, kicked him out, you know, uh, cause she, he got angry once <laughs> he got angry three times in three years. It's not a big deal. Um, from my perspective, cause I'm like, well, yeah, obviously someone threatened her life and he got angry pretty easy to figure out that that's not abnormal, you know, but he said, you know, whatever it is, there's a reason why all this is happening. I'll probably get her back. She'll cool off. It'll take her a couple weeks and things will come back or it won't. And if it doesn't, I'll find a better wife (laughs) that understands me and accepts everything about me more, you know, even though I love her and she's amazing and she is, she's a, she's a good person sheltered, but very sweet. And, uh, so, but I'm like amazed at the remarkability of, um, is that a word? Remarkability. <laughs> I'm amazed at, um, his ability to be very positive. He's like, look, I'm increasing. The world is getting better. My life is getting better. Everything is happening for a reason. And we're just going up. Everything is getting better. We're wealthy. We're getting wealthier. 
we are, you know, and when he first said this, he had, um, we were both like struggling financially. And then he got his, his stimulus check and he's like, don't worry, yours is coming. I'm like, okay. All right. You know what? I like your attitude. I think that I was looking at reality too much. <laughs> and you know, your current reality is a direct reflection of your past thoughts, right? So I started, um, thinking about that today and, 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 um, his, uh, positivity was really catchy today. Um, and it's awesome, you know, and I think that we need to do that more. I'm healthy. You're healthy. Life is good. Life is getting better. Everything's going to work out. Everything is going to be great. And it dawned on me that everything already has worked out. Everything is going really well and everything is going great. Even though I've been through a hell of a lot of trauma in my life, especially in the past uh, 11, 12 years. But overall, I mean, I am happy. I am healthy. I've got an incredible kitty cat who's amazing. She's my, my cute furry best friend. And um, I'm learning more about bonding with an animal that I ever knew before, even though I've had animals in the past. And I've learned... Um, about a lot of things about life, you know, even through the bad things that I've been through, the traumas I've experienced, I've actually learned a lot, you know, a lot of, of the bad relationships. I know that I've learned those aren't the people for me and here's why. And I could write a list and I could say, well, there's that and there's that and there's that. And that's okay if that's how they want to be, but that behavior just is not for me. You know, I don't, really want to spend the rest of my life with a gas lighter. <laughs> Somebody will throw the, away the relationship for something really, really stupid, just on a whim. You know, I don't want to be with someone like that. So I've learned that, you know, um, over the years, you know, what I want, what I do want. And I've written an amazing list of, of what I do want. And, um, then I started communicating telepathically with my twin flame. And now I know I don't really want anyone else but him. You know, and I've been kind of, for the most part, I've, I've been for about four years kind of loyal to him. I'm saying kind of because I went on one date two years ago. <laughs> or 18, 18 months ago. <laughs> and then I went on six dates like three years ago or something. I don't know. Two years ago. No, God, it was like three years ago already. You know, but, <laughs> you know, so I've been on a whopping eight dates in four years. It's not a whole lot. It's not a whole lot, but you know, you get bored. <laughs> and since the pandemic, not at all. I haven't even, I haven't even gone out to do anything fun in over a year because of the pandemic. Just waiting for things to kind of settle down. <laughs> but, um, Everything is getting better. Everything is always getting better. Everything has always worked out in the past and everything is working out now. And I've been, um, for the most part positive, but then I've had my down days. I've had my days where I was a little scared, like, Oh shit, I'm looking at reality today. And, um, it's been nice to have Jordan here to say, Hey, but everything is getting better, you know, and it is true. And I see it. I see the writing on the wall. You know, even um, when I was down one day, Prime Creator said, don't worry. You're never going to be homeless again. 
that was a lesson you needed to learn and you've learned it. You were positive during that time, right? So, and I was like, yeah, actually I was. Even my kids said it's weirdly one of the best times of their life in some ways because we had to be creative about our schedule. (laughs) You know, there's a a cafe that's open till three in the morning. They really enjoyed being in the coffee house where they served French fries with ranch dressing. And it was an amazing time. I, I told them like three times a week, they could have Italian sodas. They're only whatever flavor they wanted. It was super fun. You know, we went there every day, but I'm like, I don't want you guys to have soda every day. But, you know, it was, it was all pretty good. I mean, you know, they had like a hundred flavors and my kids would come up with like blueberry, strawberry soda, you know, (laughs) or a root, root beer with, um, vanilla so that it would taste like a, a root beer float with, you know, without the ice cream. So it was pretty fun. I mean, they were pretty fun days. Actually, there was a time where we parked our car in a parking lot and it was filled with bees. <laughs> and the minute we got out of the parking lot, my son said some shit about, I hate these bees, or I think they're wasps. He's like, I hate these wasps. But the minute he put a negative emotion towards the wasps, they started attacking us. <laughs> and we were like, holy shit. And we had to get in the car and we had to just stay there for like an hour until they kind of calmed down. And I'm like, um, what the hell, right? And then we're like, okay, they calm down. It looks everything's going to be fine. We had to get out of the car slowly so as not to disturb them. And we're tiptoeing really gingerly <laughs> away from the car. We're, we're like, shh, no negative emotions towards these creatures because they will kill us. And this uh, man happened to be there in the parking lot and he said, he said, Hey, what's going on there? Why are you guys acting like that? And, and I said, shh, don't, don't, don't talk too loud. They're going to hear us all the wasps. You know, they, they, they tried to attack us and it was like pretty gnarly. And we're just trying to get across the street over there to, uh, <laughs> to the, the restaurant. And he said, well, they're okay. They're an okay restaurant, but, um, they're kind of expensive, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I would just leave now and not come back to this parking lot because these are very intelligent creatures and they're not going to forget easily. In fact, a week or two from now, even if you drive by, they might chase you because they're going to see that it's you. They know they're very smart. And it was like a particular form of wasp. I thought that was insane. It was crazy. And he said, he said, I'll tell you what he said. Um, he gave us a cigarette and he said, you could burn this and just ask your ancestors to protect you from the wasps. And, um, he's like, I'm Cherokee and I, this is what we do. This is a part of our culture. And I'm like, well, I'm, we're Cherokee too. And he goes, well, you should know this. You should do this. And he said, well, what's your situation? You know, like we had all of our stuff in the car <laughs> and I told him, you know, about the situation where my friend had been hit by a car and we didn't have a place to stay. Um, because he like broke almost every bone in his body and he had to go stay at his aunt's house. And it was pretty ridiculously, um, it was pretty gnarly. And he's like, well, you know, you have to light a cigarette. You've got to ask your ancestors for help. You don't have to smoke the cigarette. He's telling the kids, you don't have to smoke it. But if you light it and burn it in honor of your ancestors, 
you're always going to find a good place. Everything's going to be better. Everything will get better. You know, just burn that cigarette and it's going to, everything will fall into place the way that you want it to, the way that you need it to, it's going to be okay. It's always going to be all right. And so we burned a little cigarette right there, which also calmed down the wasps. <laughs> and he says, I, he's like, honestly, I think you need to go somewhere else. You should probably shouldn't even come back. I wouldn't even eat at that restaurant across the street. Cause they'll see you. He's like, I know it sounds crazy, but they'll see you. And then he gave us a bunch of hot tips for, um, evading the police while being homeless. Cause it's illegal to be homeless, which is insane. You know, it's like, wow, I fell on hard times. Well, shit, that's illegal. <laughs> Can't do that. So, um, <laughs> I mean, the laws in the United States are pretty crazy. That's absolutely, it, it's inane. It really is. But, um, but he taught us a lot that day too. And, and we were like, all right, that's cool. So my kids, we, we had some really good times, um, back then. And we did learn a lot. In fact, we went and we got a pack of cigarettes and we, uh, lit a cigarette in a different parking lot, far, far away from the wasps. And you know, what's really funny is they recognized my car. And about a week later, as we're driving down the street, they, they started to chase us <laughs> for a while. Like when they thought we might go near their territory, how com- completely insane. I'm like, I told my son, as long as you live, don't ever badmouth another wasp because <laughs> they're pretty intense, right? Like what the hell? You know, <laughs> they they're viewing us and our car as a threat. This is insane, you know. But um, but we ended up finding our our favorite restaurant that's open till three in the morning this way because of the incident with the wasps and um, or whatever they were. I don't know. They weren't bees, but they were like these wild. I think they were wasps. They're crazy, kind of like a reddish, um, like a honey colored reddish. Uh, insect and they were flying and stinging and we we're like oh my god oh my god we're like I tried to get in the car really fast oh it was so scary it was so scary um <laughs> and the fact that both my kids moved back to the bay area is is hilarious to me but they're nowhere near those wasps which will probably still recognize them he this guy told me that they recognize what you look like even the car and your scent and your energy signature, like they're going to always know you like forever. And they will hand down the, the message to generations from now. So years from now, those particular wasps will always remember the day that your son like swiped at one of them and badmouthed them. It was more like you respect my, you, you respect me. You respect my family. Or if you insult my father, I'm going to go after you kind of thing. It was, <laughs> One of those insane moments where we're like, oh man, we better be careful with these guys. That was pretty, pretty crazy. But, um, but everything always has gotten better. Always, you know, the universe has always provided one way or another, even though it was strange and convoluted sometimes, or, you know, we, we went through some hard times for a few weeks here and a few weeks there, but everything has always gotten better. And whatever I needed to learn from it, God said, you, you, you did. Everything's fine. And I do see that everything is getting better. And I have a feeling I'll be getting that um, stimulus check any day now. And even my friend said, hey, I got my stimulus check today. I didn't think I was going to get it. How cool is that? I'm like, wow. 
this is actually pretty cool. So, um, I, f- I feel like things really are getting better and will continue to get better. And I think that you should also have that state of mind. You know, my love life is getting better. My financial life is getting better. My home life is getting better. Everything is increasing. Everything is getting better in every possible way. And with that, I wanted to tell you guys something amazing that has happened to me since yesterday. Speaking of things getting better. Um, so yesterday I saw two ladybugs on the same leaf, one on each side of a leaf. And I thought, oh, they're like twin flames, twin flame ladybugs. That's kind of cute. And then I didn't really think about it. And then today I saw another ladybug that came and landed on the chair that's across from me when I was staying outside on my patio, which if my love of my life had been sitting with me, that's probably where he might have sat directly across from me. So we could look at each other while we have a conversation. So here's a second, you know, ladybug sighting. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. So, um, I didn't look too, too carefully there. You could tell how old a ladybug is by the number of spots on its back, but this is what it means. According to CaliforniaPsychics.com. And I'm telling you guys, because if you see a ladybug, then you're going to go, ah, there we go. There's another uh, sign from the universe. Ladybug symbolism. Ladybugs are unique among the insects because many people welcome a ladybug sighting. In fact, many people react with surprise and joy when a ladybug lands on them. This is part in due to the coloration of these beautiful bugs. So if you encounter a ladybug during your daily activities, Maybe you want to see why the bug chooses to interact with you for a reason. Now, what was really weird about this second interaction today was it landed on the chair across from me and it made itself known to me. And I'm like, okay, I got your message. Thank you. I'm going to look it up right now. And the minute I looked it up on the internet, the ladybug was gone. It had disappeared. Wasn't on the chair anymore. I don't know where she went. It was just gone. So I really feel like this was a sign from the universe. I also saw a really beautiful butterfly today, but, or, or bug. I don't even know uh, uh, what kind of bug it was. It looked kind of like a butterfly that a very fat body and very tiny stubby wings. <laughs> Maybe it was a mayfly. I don't know, but it was blue and red and black. I don't know what that means, but I know that blue and red are colors of the Kundalini energy. And, um, Black is, uh, it's, it, it, it could be interpreted a bunch of different ways, such as obscurity or, um, something that's hidden, that's going to come to light or you're safe under the cloak of night. It is the color of the yin. It's a color of the mother and there is more light in the darkness. So, I mean, it can be interpreted any number of ways. And I don't know what that was, but that also came to interact with me today. And I thought that was really cool. Very interesting. And I saw a orange butterfly today too. So, um, neither butterfly touched me. So usually when a butterfly like comes and like lands on my heart or something, I get a little nervous. I think someone's going to die. And when my mother died, um, it was the biggest, uh, death I had had to experience as far as the deep emotions, because my adopted mom and I talked every day of my life, practically, you know, maybe there's 
a week where we wouldn't talk once in a great while, but it was very rare. We were always in contact. And, um, the moth that landed on my chest was, I would have to say eight or nine, um, inches across. It was one of the most beautiful moths and was black and gray and it landed on my chest and I, and and it told me your, you know, your mom's going to die soon. And I just burst into tears. My kids are like, what? And I'm like a giant black moth just landed on my chest. And, um, it, it, it's like, uh, it's kind of moth that is here in Cuenca and, uh, they're really beautiful. They're like butterflies, but they're, um, just butterflies of the night, <laughs> you know, death butterflies. I don't know, but it was black, like black on black on black, like three different kinds of black. And it was really beautiful. And just, it, it blew my mind. I was like, Whoa. And it didn't scare me at the time. I mean, normally something like that would terrify the hell out of me. But at the moment, I just felt the energy of it. And I knew it was a messenger. So pay attention to the bug messengers in your life. So um, here we go. Um, I don't know what that that one bug, I've got to look it up and see. It literally was blue and red and iridescent, beautiful. Blue and red on the edges of its wings and it was black. So I don't know what it was. It might have been a butterfly, but its body was super fat. So if you guys know what that is, let me know. I mean, I'm here in Ecuador, but maybe it's something that's universal that I never, (laughs) never noticed before. Anyway, um, if you encounter a ladybug during your day-to-day activities, you might want to consider there's a reason why it interacted, according to CaliforniaPsychics.com. So it says that, um, let's see here. When you see a ladybug, what does it mean? Uh, There's a little poem. There's no reason not to smile when a ladybug flies your way, or better when she lands on you. Tell her your special hopes and wishes, then she'll be on her way to make them all come true. Oh, that's very sweet, and I wished I would have known that. (laughs) You know, earlier today and yesterday. But um, it's very, very sweet. And by the way, it's quite bad luck to kill a ladybug. It's um, especially even if you get a swarm of them, you need to um, figure out a different way than to kill them. They do go away eventually. Um, They're also pretty special. They're very special bugs. They will pinch you a little bit if, um, you know, it's not really a bite. It's more like a pinch, but it's not poisonous, won't hurt you. So don't get scared if you see one. They're pretty cool little beetles. They're, they really are itty bitty little beetles and everybody loves them because they're red with black spots. They're so special. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, many spirit messengers will come in the form of a bug or a bird. This is a, obviously, it's a sign from the universe. But the ladybug is bright in color and there's no chance you're going to miss her arrival. If she wants you to see her, no matter how small she is, Although ladybug sightings are natural, there's a distinct feel to their visit that lets you know when there's a message and it's more supernatural. So it says if you've been thinking about your future or your next move, or you're wondering if you're following the right path for your freedom and success, in a moment of quiet contemplation, a ladybug will arrive to let you know that there's no need to worry and there's no need to rush let allow things to unfold naturally. It's funny because I, that's exactly what was happening. I was kind of out on um, the patio having my coffee 
kind of contemplating uh, my life and various things. And that's when she came. So that was pretty interesting. And yesterday, the same thing. I was out there thinking about my future, where I want to live, what I want to do, what things are going to ha- you know, happen. And that's when I saw the twin ladybugs. They looked just like each other, one on each side of a leaf. And I felt like my twin flame is coming my way. I thought that was a cool sign. So it says, uh, a ladybug sighting is one way that spirit sends you a comforting, I'm here. If ladybugs remind you of a special person, try to feel the message that the ladybug is uh, letting you know during the sighting. Sometimes ladybugs can be associated with children and childhood. So um, obviously children love ladybugs. They're awesome. Now, hold on. I got to get an advertisement off the page so I can continue this. So what are the meanings of a ladybug when you see one? Well, they symbolize luck, trust, adaptability, abundance, and more. Fulfilled wishes, past lives. And uh, here's a question. They say, does what you're experiencing right now have a familiar past life feeling? Because that might be the past life connection. If you're experiencing blocks to your abundance, or if you're trusting the guidance of spirit to lead you in the direction of success, and if you're not, of course, the ladybug's there to let you know. Just allow spirit to take care of the house for you, basically. A ladybug sighting <clears throat> reminds you to remain calm while you are on your quest for your true path. It's also there to let you know that whatever you're doing in the moment, whatever you have in mind for the future is a proper path for you. The path is to true enlightenment is never short. Sometimes it's never ending, but if you stick with what you inherently know to be your truth and exhibit patience and determination, you're really not going to go wrong. So there's, um, ladybugs are in many different cultures and beliefs according to this so this is what um, around the world (laughs) ladybugs around the world this is the section for that so um, in Asian cultures uh, they tend to believe that if you catch a ladybug and then set her free she will fly away to your true love and whisper your name in their ear ooh I should have caught her (laughs) Another belief is that the number of spots on a ladybug's back will correlate to the number of months that will pass until you meet your one true love. Ah, dag, now but I told you guys. I, I just told you, right? I should have counted her spots. That really tells you how old she is, but... <laughs> I, oh, man, I've got to think about it. Yeah, it was... She had a few spots. Usually the spots are the same on either side of, of the wings, by the way. Now, in Ireland, ladybugs are a symbol of protection, and farmers in particular will see them as a sign of an abundant harvest upcoming because they are a very effective and natural pest control. So when it comes to plant-eating bugs, ladybugs are ravenous carnivores eating other bugs at an excessive rate. That's good to know. Only a few of the thousands of species of ladybugs will actually have a taste for the plants themselves. That's something I did not know. That's kind of weird. 
some people wonder if the ladybug has meaning in the Bible and what the Bible uh, does not really speak of ladybugs. Um, but in certain Christian traditions around the world, the ladybug is seen as a symbol of the Virgin Mary and ladybugs have seven black dots on their back sometimes, which might symbolize Mary's seven sorrows. I did not even know anything about that. That's kind of weird. Um, those who work outdoors delight to see a ladybug, um, because it reminds them of the blessed mother. So that might be in Catholic traditions. Another interpretation is that ladybugs act as guardians of gardens and they do this by eating the insects, which we just mentioned. So let's skip ahead. Sometimes ladybugs are spirit guides and totem animals. So if it's your spirit guide, you have an open mind and you share joy wherever you go. People in your life think you're trusting and trustworthy and always look to you for your calming effect. Although calming in certain situations, you can also find people who choose to do nothing extremely boring. Yeah, I, I actually do find people that are <laughs> literally do nothing with their lives pretty boring. Um, if the ladybug is your totem animal, you probably got tons of ladybug symbols and pictures in your office, home, or car. I, it's not me. It's not my totem, so it's kind of cool. Uh, you surround yourself with happiness and happy people. You bring joy and laughter into others' lives. And although everyone, including you, realizes you could be of great assistance to others, it's possible that you don't realize just how helpful you can be. Yeah, I do have a hard time seeing that in myself. And many of you, thank you, have, have come forward and said, you've helped me so much in my life and on my spiritual path. Thank you. So it makes me happy to know that I actually am being of use to the world. So if you dream about ladybugs instead of actually seeing one or... Um, you know, you have a ladybug sighting inside a dream. So, um, if she's present, but not really the focus of the dream, like it just randomly, there's a ladybug. It's an indication of good luck in relationship to your dream. But lady, uh, ladybug sightings and dreams can also indicate problem areas. Some people believe the size of ladybug might indicate the size of the problem. Well, that makes sense. Of course, the symbolism of certain things in life have the direct opposite meaning in the dream world. That's weird. So it probably is just if you're like going along and someone lands on, I don't know, your resume or something like somebody, I mean by somebody, a ladybug lands on your resume. Maybe you need to fix your resume. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to interpret this part so much, but, um, there are many ways ladybugs can manifest in your dreams. All of them have a unique meaning, of course. And, and I think, uh, your symbolism is your symbolism. Even though it has some universal truth to it, it might mean something a little bit more for you than the average person, right? Or, or than anyone else. It's not like we all see ladybug and it means good luck. Maybe for you, it means something completely different because you've had a unique experience with ladybugs in the past. Okay. So, um, let's see. Uh, and then it just talks about obviously write down your dreams and you'll figure it out. But a lot of people see that, um, if you're focused on abundance or making positive changes, a ladybug in your dreams is a good luck omen. And if it's flying away, it's um, maybe to show you that you've let a dream go that you probably shouldn't have, or you push something aside um, that you're working on for other reasons. But if it's flying towards you, it's letting you know that there's luckier times to come. 
I think it's the same thing in, in real life too. So basically, um, as I was scrolling through some of these other, um, uh, things here on, on my little Google search, um, ladybugs mean domestic balance, inner peace, you know, environmental harmony, um, joyfulness, playfulness, good luck, abundance, um, you know, be aware of everything that fills your heart with joy and happiness and love and just focus on that. Now, I also did read that if you are, um, in, you know, trying to get pregnant and, or somebody, you know, is, and, and the ladybug flies into your house, it's a symbol that somebody that, you know, or you maybe is pregnant with a girl lady bug, I guess. <laughs> They're not called man bugs. So, I mean, maybe that's, uh, <laughs> I think the one I saw today was a seven spot ladybug. So I don't know. They're showing a picture of it. They're really cute though. Oh my gosh. So, so cute. So, um, there's a lot of various meanings, but I wanted to bring that up just in case you guys see a ladybug because spring has sprung in the Northern hemisphere. It might just be that a ladybug is on its way to deliver a very, very special message. Don't panic or freak out. If you see one, it will fly away pretty soon. Allow it to go, tell it your secrets and hopes, and it will take it with you and fly up to heaven and it'll help you. So the, uh, solar wind stream finally hit. It finally broke rain here today too. There was two things I was waiting for for about a week. You know, like the the skies kept clouding up and then the clouds would go away and the the pressure was building. And today was a sunny, beautiful, amazing day. I went outside and stood in the sun and had a little sun meditation like I do. And then it rained and I felt all this pressure release. It's like, oh, I've been waiting for it to rain. And I was able to pull in the energy of that rainstorm and then the and then the sun came out again and that's when I saw the ladybug and I thought that's a symbol that all of these signs point that even though I'm going through a little bit of a storm everything's going to pass really quickly the sun is going to shine on me again pretty rapidly and everything is is working out so I'm happy about that I did notice that we were hit by the solar wind stream a little bit today and it has affected me in a really, really, really big way, man. I have been exhausted, like just tired. Like I had to have big time nap today in my room. It was filling it. My cat's been asleep for hours. <laughs> the same thing. It's just, we've, we're all just like, Oh, I'm so exhausted right now. And, um, like earlier today, I like had a bagel and then the neighbor was selling these, um, Papa Rayanas, she's calling them. I call them meteors. <laughs> They're like, um, a big, huge ball of, um, mashed potatoes. And in the middle of the mashed potatoes is hidden, um, uh, meat, <laughs> And then the mashed potatoes are like battered right, or something. And then they're fried. They're like deep fried. It's very odd. So there's no oil inside the thing, but only on the outside. 
and they're really, really, really incredibly good. So I ordered, um, they were 50 cents each. I ordered two for me and two for my roommate and we both ate, we ate them in silence because they're so good. It was like reverence for the food. It was so amazing, but it came along with this little onion and is kind of like a, almost a salsa, but it's like an onion salsa, mostly, um, purple onions, cilantro and tomato. I think a little bit of vinegar. It was like a little tiny salad that comes with it. And you just, um, put that on these things and it's just such a great mix. And I had that and I was really full, but I was just like, dude, you know what? I need to sleep now. That was like overwhelming. And now I'm exhausted from eating it. It was so much food and so heavy. And it was like two of these things and they're each bigger than my fist. (laughs) And and when you look at it, it doesn't look like a lot of food, but it's really filling. And it feels like one of those nurturing sort of foods. It's like a meatloaf mashed potato moment. You know, you eat that kind of food and so heavy and dense, but you're like, now it's time for the nap. Now it's time for the afternoon nap. And that's what I did. And I woke up at night. It freaked me out. Like, what's happening? Where am I? Why am I still dressed and on top of my covers? And why isn't morning already? Like I did, I was really disoriented. Have you guys ever fallen asleep in the afternoon and you wake up in the evening? You're like, Whoa, it's just like trippy as hell. Like what happened? And earlier I had opened my, my bedroom window for a couple minutes. And I think that was just long enough to let two really scary spiders and I did have to kill them their poisonous kind that if my cat had eaten them she might have been sick so unfortunately I, I wish them both luck in their next life and I said sorry spiders not allowed in my house right now um they, at least they weren't the giant ones that had been in here before the giant ones freaked me out <laughs> I don't think the neighbors really need to hear me scream die motherfucker while I'm beating the hell out of these big ass spiders but <laughs> that's what, exactly what happens I'm like you guys need to never come back into my house again it's too freaky but I know spiders also mean financial abundance as well but I had to get those spiders the hell out of here because of my cat everything for the kitten you know she's seven months old she's full grown but in my mind she's still a kitten she's not even a year old yet so I got to do something for her. But right now, I mean, we were hit by the solar wind. Um, it hit uh, today. It sparked a G1 class geomagnetic storm. And during the storm, there was a wave of purple aurora borealises that rolled across Canada. I don't know if you guys saw it. It happened during the day, which is pretty freaking cool. And later they were spotted in Finland as well. So the storm is subsiding now as earth begins to exit the stream. So I feel like we're kind of still in it. I felt amazing energy, but this time it felt in in purple. I mean, that, that shows crown shocker stuff to me. Something weird happened when I was listening to King Louis Ascension Archangel. Um, one of his things I was listening to, it was about, um, fixing your DNA in case there's any defects in your DNA right now. And I, um, fell asleep to this yesterday. And when, um, I woke up, it was because there was a weird, weird sound inside my right ear, kind of behind my ear and kind of deep in the cochlea part. 
it literally sounded like and felt like, and this is weird guys, like there was a moth. Have you ever, um, not seen a moth and you go to reach for something and the moth comes up and you could hear the flapping of the wings and that happened inside my head. So that really freaked me out. <laughs> I know I have an actual brain. It's not just a bunch of moths flapping around in there, but it, it was like, and it was like the sound of like, it was really loud and it was on the inside of my ear. And what was weird, weirder than that is it was the ear that was on top of the pillow. So there's nothing near my ear, not even a little bit. And all of a sudden I could hear better out of my right ear. So my right ear chakra was affected yesterday. And I think both of my ear chakras have been affected. And, uh, my neck has been in stiff for days. Haven't been able to turn my head very well. When I do, I'm in a lot of pain. My area, my wings, where my wings would attach my body. If I had wings, that area has been stiff for like two weeks in a lot of pain. And Sheree and Kira had a little six minute video yesterday where someone called in with the same thing and they gave a good stretch to get rid of that. I'm like, Oh my God. So I've been doing that stretch has been helping where you, um, put one hand under your rib cage on one side and your other hand on your shoulder and you pull on your shoulder towards the front and you turn your, your head towards your shoulder. And then you do the other side and the other on the other way. And you also reach your hand way up just and hold your hand up and you look up at your hand and you breathe three times through each of these movements. And so if you're going through that, that's something that's super helpful. So, um, so I did that. And so my upper back is feeling a lot better. And last night, and I started this yesterday and last night, as I fell asleep, I felt a presence behind me. And then I realized it was my wings completely unfurled in the, um, higher realms because you know, we're multidimensional beings. We look different in different realms and I felt it. And I felt my wings kind of wrapping around me. And it was like, Oh, that was a feeling that I felt I needed for a long time. Something I had been uh, somehow energetically missing and it finally happened. And I was like, Oh, thank God. I feel so much better. And even today I was thinking about something and I felt like my wings tensed up in the other realm. And I lifted up off my bed for like a split second and it wasn't visible, but it was like a feeling like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be able to fly soon. Freedom's coming. I'm going to be able to fly soon guys. That's how I feel. I went to Jessica, um, on good vibrations, um, on and her readings have been just really dead on accurate again. G eight, eight D vibrations. That's on Instagram my name Fox was spelled in there. And then LAX, I've been feeling that when the love of my life comes, I will be touching down in a plane with him at LAX. And I might spend a little bit of time in Los Angeles, which I will look forward to because that's my hometown baby. And I miss LA. I do love LA and I, I miss San Francisco and I miss Detroit, but there's something about LA. I mean, that's my, that's my original haps, you know, so I kind of feel like, oh, it's good. You know, I think he um, lives there part time and I feel like we're going to hang out there and I'm going to be like, yeah, I haven't seen the sun in this part of the world in a while. And that's the energy I get. Like I'm going to be there when it's kind of warming up and a little hot there and not bef- you know, but before fire season, because 
oh, nobody wants to be there during the fire season. But I just felt like that's cool. But in her readings for many days, it said LAX and Fox <laughs> has been several times in the past month. So I feel like something's happening, but there, her messages have been really good, really right on. I feel like you're going to find something there for you. So I'm telling you in case you want a good uh, messages from your person, uh, person. So Jessica bird is amazing. In fact, her own last name has come out several times. B Y R D. So I thought that was kind of funny and ladybug lady bird. I just, there's like always a connection to everything. So, um, all right. Uh, yeah, the purple auroras, that's another thing with the color purple. I've been feeling amethyst, 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 this, the energy of amethysts have been coming my way lately. I don't have, well, I actually do have an amethyst, so maybe I need to work with that, but I've been feeling this energy of Royal purple amethyst. I've seen a picture of a necklace. Um, it was like part of an amethyst geode wrapped in gold. And that's here in Ecuador. It's a company here that will ship to you. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's amazing. So I'm like, yeah, I put it on my wish list. <laughs> Definitely. I want to have that at some point, but, um, I've been thinking about, uh, jewels and gold and, um, like just the energy of all these things. Um, it has been in my mind a lot lately. So in case any of you have been thinking about it, there's another confirmation from the universe, but purple Aurora Borealis is I'm, they don't show a picture of it right now on spaceweather.com, but I did want to let you know because I bet tomorrow they will show it. The current solar wind condition is 475.9 kilometers per second. It was a slow moving solar wind that hit us, which I think we're possibly still in a little bit. AR2813 is the sunspot on the sun facing us. It's decaying and poses no threat. Same as yesterday. Sprite season has begun. And that's why we don't see the purple aurora borealis because it's sprite season, baby. <laughs> Paul Smith was able to photograph a magnificent display over Kansas on the 6th. Now, what is a sprite? Um, sprites are a weird form of lightning that leap up from powerful thunderstorms. And they, the, uh, these on, on the picture of spaceweather.com, they're jellyfish sprites. They look like kind of almost a little bit like jellyfish and they're bright red and they're right above thunderclouds. It's a crazy phenomenon. It's not with every thundercloud ever, but it's the type of thing that happens in space weather that is, well, it's the season just started. So you might, if you're lucky, get to see some sprites. So, um, they, um, are 90 kilometers high. They have like these red tentacles going off, uh, up and down, um, off the center part of them. And it looks like they're touching the edge of space. They're really, really eerie, really strange. At this time of year, the severe storms will set the stage for the Sprite formation. So you can check them out. There's a picture and a whole explanation on spaceweather.com. If you're interested in that, we're still stuck on sunspot number 11. There's another twin flame reference for you. If you are keeping track of angel numbers or you're waiting for your person to come into your life, there's another confirmation. Or if the person's already in your life and you're wondering 
if they really are your twin, there it is. So, um, the Ulu neutron counts today are high. So in the past 48 hours, it's gone down by 0.6%. Remember yesterday and the day before is very high. So here we are 9.9% of the space age average. So it's gone down. Um, it says, uh, pretty much the weak stream of solar wind flowing would reach us on the seventh, which it already did. They did not update the information, which makes me think there's nothing else going on right this moment. According to NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network, there were 12 reported fireballs that were sporadics over the United States. And I think that's all we got for spaceweather.com. But you guys, you're going to want to hold on to your hats because here it comes. In fact, if you have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper, you might want to write these down because we've got some angel numbers hidden among the Schumann Resonance News today. Uh, Schumann Resonance today coming out of Italy is 50, 50 hertz frequency. And remember yesterday it was like six. So it's come up considerably over in Italy. So the activity has, um, it died down and came back (laughs) quite a bit. Now those angel numbers, here they come. We're looking at heartmath.org, which is the heart math Institute. Now yesterday when we were looking at this, the data was unavailable. Well, maybe because we needed to hear it today and not yesterday. This is what's going on at least, um, on the 23rd or I'm not the 23rd (laughs) during the 2300 hour, 23 bells. If you're in the Navy (laughs) on Monday, April 5th, that is the most recent information and update we have for the Schumann resonance around the world. Now check this out, guys. We have one, two, three, four double digit numbers. I just mentioned 11. That would be the fifth one. If you look into angel numbers, you're going to have a list. Here it goes. The Schumann resonance Um, was 55 hertz frequency in California. In Hafuf, Saudi Arabia was 88 hertz frequency. In Lithuania, it was 99 hertz frequency. In Alberta, Canada, it was 77 hertz frequency. And in Northland, New Zealand, it was 63 hertz frequency. And in Hulului, South Africa, it was 172 hertz frequency. So let's recap the angel numbers for today. Now that was the Schumann resonances power news. That is the hertz frequencies at which we are, um, basically having the vibration of the earth below our feet and in the cavity above between the upper atmosphere and the ground itself. Typical Schumann resonance for like the past hundred years or however long they've been measuring this has been 7.83 Hertz frequency. But since we hit the fifth dimension last year, quite a bit, we've been above 40 Hertz frequency. So here we go. We got 11 as far as the sunspot number. So here's your first angel number. If you're counting 11 and then 55, 88, 99, 77, you might want to say these are all twin flame numbers. If you're waiting for your person in that capacity, Otherwise, these are angel numbers that are messages sent to you right now through me from the universe. So again, 55, 88, 99, 
77 and 11. Now earlier, (laughs) earlier when I had 44% um, charge left on my tablet, that happened at 1.44 p.m. (laughs) So there's two more numbers for you. So we have 1155, 8899, these exciting changes during this time of our human evolution because we are moving, we are sending, we're moving up, up, up. Daniel Scranton and, um, oh gosh, I mean, so, so many people are, are talking about this. Um, Victor Odo was talking about it today where he was feeling sleepy and he's like, you know, sometimes the universe tells us it's time to rest even though it's airy season and we want to go like full force, all guns blazing. Let's go baby. (laughs) So, um, astrology with Heather was particularly wonderful four days ago. I just got to it today. She's one of the top astrologers. As far as my opinion goes, um, on, uh, YouTube astrology with Heather also astro kit. And I am absolutely in love with Gregory Scott and he needs to find love. If you are gay and live in the UK, you might want to contact him because he seems he's a Virgo and he's amazing and loving and sweet. And I mean, seriously, someone's need, someone needs to date this guy and basically fall in love with him because he is an amazing person. Anyway, Gregory Scott and also, um, who else? Astro kit. She's pretty good. Lada Dunchava. Also Lada Dunjava just had a um, death of someone, her mentor, her astrology mentor that taught her everything he knows and her insights are very unique as well. And I love her dearly. So let's send a love and light and prayers to Lada Dunjava because she is a delightful human being, but also she's going through a tremendous loss at this time. So, uh, let's send her love and light. But, um, anyway, those are my astrologers. I consult because I myself am not an astrologer. I do my best at trying to interpret stuff, but I don't even have one tenth of the knowledge that these people do, but astrology with Heather, I'm telling you guys, oh my gosh, her readings to this, it just seems so accurate this week. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, that's it for now. I've, I've done my recommendations and I've told you about my ladybird and wasp story. Didn't look up the meaning of wasp and eh, maybe I'll get to it. Maybe not. You could look it up <laughs> yourself. If you're, if you have issues with wasps, bees have come up a lot lately. So I am going to look up later bees. Maybe we'll get to that tomorrow because <laughs> animals seem to be interacting with us. Insects seem to be interacting with us. The skies are crazy with, um, you know, clouds are giving us messages. By the way, a friend of mine sent me a picture of clouds in the sky and then just a blue, blue sky right above the clouds. And the only cloud in the blue, blue part of the sky was a perfectly formed J. And I, and he's like, this is your, a message from your twin flame. He felt it when he saw it, took the picture, immediately sent it to me. And right after I saw that, I went into the bathroom where my cat was up on the windowsill looking out. She loves to look at the river and her tail was shaped in a perfect J. 
And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. So Jay, (laughs) I know you're out there, babe. I want you to contact me and just let's have a conversation. (laughs) I have a feeling you're listening to the show. and, And anyway, I'm just sending you lots of warm and happy thoughts right now. And I look forward to our first conversation, but (laughs) if you're out there, um, but if that means anything for you in particular, also, I just want to pass those messages from the universe along as well. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to be channeling for y'all right after this (laughs) six seconds of musical pleasure. guys so I am a channeler I've been doing this publicly for a couple years if you are brand new just tuning in the kind of channeler that I am is indirect I use telepathy which is a God-given gift and I've been doing it my whole life but only publicly for well now three seasons of metaphysical soul speak the podcast Um, (laughs) I've over the years done it for, um, my ex-husband and couple friends, but not something I've done a whole lot for others. It's just something that's always been, well, naturally a part of my life. I am going to channel brother Yeshua today. Some of you have, uh, called him Jesus. I have been telepathing with him since I was a very little child, I never really told anybody, but I think I might have told my mom, my adopted mom. And I uh, would walk to school very long. I mean, it was like miles, probably three miles, two or three miles to school. I don't know. It was a very, very long way in kind of a rough neighborhood. And my parents both had to work, and so I had to be a latchkey kid. And, um, sometimes I was afraid. So I was always walking to my (laughs) religious school. So of course, who would I turn to, but Jesus himself, I'm all, Hey, I need help. (laughs) And so he came and I would sometimes feel his hand on my shoulder. And I imagined him wearing long white robes and I always wore little dresses or, um, uh, I guess just dresses. It wasn't really uniform at that time. This was when I was in Lutheran school, not Catholic school. So I was about nine years old, eight or nine. And he um, would walk over to my left, which was weird. But I always felt his hand on my right shoulder. And I always felt his robe uh, touching my leg. Or at least I imagined it was. And we would just have really good conversations. It was awesome. And he had a great sense of humor and we just were always friends and he's always called me little sister. And when I was an adult, I remembered that, uh, he and I knew each other when he was Jesus and I lived in that life with him. I was his cousin, his little cousin. And, um, I believe at that time, Miriam, you know, it says mother Mary, I guess it's her sister or sister-in-law Miriam. I think I was her daughter. And there were other kids or other people there, but I remember that I got a front row seat, which is basically 
in in the dirt or the sand, <laughs> just sitting there uh, listening to his teachings. He was always teaching us, and I had this memory, and it blew my mind. So um, I told my friend Grandma Marion, Reverend Marion Jones, about it when she was still alive, and she said, "Oh, thank God you remembered that life." I did not want to mention it in case you didn't remember, but yeah, of course I knew you in that life. We always listened to Jesus. We were relatives. Basically we were cousins, she and I, and we were always listening to Jesus and we would, you know, or Yeshua and we would, um, always, you know, go to every, you know, event he had, which, you know, basically is, I'm going to be speaking today at, you know, in the sun's at high noon or whatever. Not that they said the words high noon back then. <laughs> and we got it into our minds to go off and spread the word of his message of love and peace to people in faraway lands. So we, she and I decided to take off when we were, um, I think we were still teenagers, but maybe 18, 19. And we, um, had our robes on, of course, because, you know, very sandy in the desert. And we walked to Egypt and we were promptly murdered <laughs> by a couple of Egyptian men that apparently did not want to hear a message of truth and love and peace by Jesus. But it's a pretty trippy memory. They uh, threw us in a pit, shook up bags of snakes that they randomly had. Like, who has bags of snakes except an, a true villain? Right, and there's a bunch of different kinds of snakes. They were all poisonous, and they shook them really hard, which would, of course, agitate the snakes and threw them into the pit. After us, they threw us in separate uh, parts of the pit and threw the snakes between us, knowing that we would try to rescue each other. And then they just laughed and laughed and laughed as we were murdered by snake, which was a very weird memory. And I remember the, I had remembered my cousin and the snakes since I was very little as well, since I was like three years old. And, um, every time I had a memory of it, I would get two more moles on my leg, <laughs> which would be symbolizing where I was bit by a snake that killed me in a past life. And I have moles all over my legs and they're all, and they're all in pairs. I had been killed by dozens of snakes dozens of snake, dozens of snake bites with, uh, Marion. And I would wake up and, you know, from screaming and screaming. And my mom would say, what was your dream? Tell me your dream. And she said, well, and, and, you know, I need to know. So the dream will go away. I'm like, it's never going to go away because I was an adult. I was a grown up. I, I was a nun before nuns were real before nuns were, you know, were around. And she's like, what do you mean you were a nun? I'm like, well, I didn't wear black. I wore white. But I mean, I was a nun. And I told people about Jesus. And they killed me with snakes. And my mom just thought I was making up a wild story. Never believed me until I met Grandma Marion years later. And that all that story, all the stories, all the Grandma Marion stories um, are in my season one. Because um, they're very important, very um it was very important for me to preserve the memory of her and all of the stories that she told me, all the different things that she went through 
Um, I wish I had had more time with her, God rest her soul. Uh, but Reverend Mam- Marion Jones was also um, on the spiritual path, obviously, as was her husband. And I think she was a saint. Um, I'm not just saying that to be flattery. (laughs) Um, There's like levels of enlightenment. I don't know them exactly in exact order, but um, a person who's a saint is someone who is on the path to being an, an enlightened, ascended master. And she was obviously awake. She was obviously enlightened, illumined. I don't know if enlightened and illumined are different paths, (laughs) different rungs on that spiritual ladder or not, or if they're the same, but, um, she was like right before ascended master. She was a saint. Like there were miracles surrounding her, um, things that were just trippy and wild. And I recorded them and put them all over the course of two months. It was every Saturday I recorded them in my first season. So this is our last week together for metaphysical soul speak the podcast season three and i will be back for season four um in in about uh well six and a half weeks something like that uh from now so if you miss me and you get bored and you want to hear amazing spiritual stories and if you have not already please go back to season one and listen to grandma marion's stories you will not be disappointed. (laughs) These are wild and weird and unique stories that are completely different than anything you've ever heard before. Like from any book, from any, anything. Um, her stories are really amazing. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know. So as you understand my connection to brother Yeshua, uh, grandma Marion or Reverend Marion Jones and I, knew him when we were, we grew up with him. He was our big brother. And she said she always called him big brother or uh, Lao Tzu because he was also Lao Tzu because um, he had more than one incarnation, of course. And when, just like the rest of us, and when you hear Paramahansa Yogananda tell the story in one of his books, he said that uh, Yeshua had started from the very beginning always looking for the path back to God. He was on a spiritual path from his very first life. And he never, ever stopped seeking along the spiritual path. He didn't take detours and decide to be a murderer or something. He was always on that spiritual golden path to, um, or Raja yoga path, the Royal road to union with God. Always a hundred percent. No matter what life he lived, that's where he was. So he wrote um, the Tao Te Ching, and then he was also uh, Yeshua. And Doriel, Master Doriel, had actually held writings from Jesus in his hands. He actually touched ancient manuscripts in Tibet in the Himalaya Mountains that Brother Yeshua had touched. And Master Doriel was also um, the direct personal teacher in person while he was still alive to grandma Marion. So there's a lot of cool connections I have, um, not only to, uh, grandma Marion, but also to brother Yeshua. He's always been a part of my life in this life, but he's been a part of my life, um, 
well, for the past 2,000 years or more. (laughs) And so it is my great honor and privilege to bring to you a new message from him tonight as I will be channeling him. I'm already connected with him. Uh, Yep, muscle testing says yes. So he has something he wanted to say to humanity. Last time I channeled him was on the 4th of March, March 4th. <laughs> Can't forget that day is its command. Um, but he might have some new info for us. So here we go. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths and begin transmission now. Okay, Brother Yeshua, begin transmission. Hello, my brothers and sisters, and greetings. It is I, Brother Yeshua, Jesus to most of you, Jesus to some of you who speak Spanish, and I go by many other names around the world, of course. But if you are hearing this in English and understanding me, we could just say Jesus if you like, but uh, I prefer Yeshua, which was my name. And uh, it's okay either way. Um, and now I'm hearing, he's kind of joking with me. He's like, don't, don't call me late for dinner. That's what my family used to say. Call me anything you like, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> my dad's family. My dad grew up uh, seven kids in the family. So my brother, his brothers and sisters were always saying that, call me anything you like, just not late for dinner. <laughs> God, you think it's a, it's a Groucho Marx line, maybe? Anyway, uh, a lot of times when you're channeling, especially via telepathy and indirectly, the person you're channeling will pull uh, thoughts and imagery and things from your past or from your own mind. They'll pluck things from your subconscious mind because they have access to it while the connection is there. So, um, so if he says something that sounds like me directly, it's probably cause he took it out of my mind. And then I will always let you guys know that's something he took from me, not what he's giving to me, you know, so you know, which way the energy is flowing during the exchange. So, okay, brother Heshua, uh, go ahead. <laughs> so I see a great n- number of you being quite prepared and ready to jump into the next phase of human existence. All of humanity is going through the shift, as you know, the ascendance. We call it the ascendance. You guys call it the ascension. Either way, it's the same thing. Um, We notice that many of you are feeling a lot of energy of being absolutely excited. You cannot wait. And yet many of you will feel that excitement and then suddenly grow tired. And that's okay. We want to let you know that the ascension is working for you, whether or not you are asleep or you are awake physically. Um, Any of you who are listening to this message are awake spiritually. So when I said awake right now, I meant physically in your body form. (laughs) Um, We noticed uh, the energy has gotten quite high in vibration and it has settled over most of humanity like a nice warm blanket. 
We say most of humanity because many people do not accept this higher energy and they continue in their lower vibration, lower energetic ways. They um, are continuing to fight or uh, perform various uh, crimes. We have noticed that there are a lot of... um, He's showing me... What he's showing me... He's not really putting it into words, but he's instead sending me pictures now. And he showed me mobs of people uh, fighting in the streets, like riot type of energy. He also saw um, or sent me uh, imagery of people robbing, like, I think it might be New York City, like people running down the street, grabbing women's purses um, and taking off, uh, stealing, robbing um, people with guns, uh, holding people hostage or gunpoint, not hostage, but you know, like give me your wallet type of thing. So he just showed me a bunch of images like that. So, um, all right. And, and also he, okay. So go ahead. He's talking again. There's a lot of people that like to ruin it for you. (laughs) Ruiners. We've heard you say they're such ruiners. Why are they knocking over elderly people and hurting them? Or why are they racist? Or why are they taking um, their belongings? Why are they being so mean? Why aren't they getting along? Why aren't they spiritually awake yet? And you have to understand that everybody's on an individual spiritual journey. Everybody is on their own spiritual path. And that is what makes this experiment in this world truly great. Everybody opens up and blossoms and becomes the greatest spiritual flower of their choice in their own sweet time. Some people decide to remain weeds in the garden of God and they never want to blossom or bloom. They just want to make um, hectic energy and they want to ruin it for others. But that is also a part of their spiritual growth. So when you look at other people and you see this kind of behavior, we want you to not look at it. And when I say we, I mean the ascended masters that are with me. Um, we are in the Himalaya mountains mostly. Um, we watch the rest of the world from here. We all are still alive. We've been around for a long, long time now. And um, <laughs> I just asked him mentally, like, so how do you look? He's like, I look ment- I look great for my age and he's laughing <laughs> for being 2000 years old. He looks great for his age. Um, <laughs> I guess when you, when you hit that enlightenment, you, you stop aging. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. You stop, you stop, uh, you stop aging right at the moment where you ascended into that, um, portion of reality, because when you no longer, um, uh, have the need to, live and survive inside a human body. Um, you still have a body when you want one, but you create it with your mind, which is outside of your body as well. And your mental body is outside of your body. That's why some people could have a very small brain or lobes missing in their brain and still be able to be considered a genius or intelligent because your mind, your mental body does not come from your physical brain. It comes from outside of you. It's a part of your soul. So, um, the more knowledge and awesomeness that you gather, all the knowledge, all the uh, habits, all the um, 
skills and talents. It, it all goes with you. And that's why sometimes you'll pick up a, a musical instrument you've never played in your life and you play it perfectly because you did. In a past life, you played it perfectly. And it might be something you were working on heaven, on in heaven before you got here as well. Because there's a lot of activity going on all the time in heaven. You don't just die and sleep for the rest of um, time. And he says that and he's like, well, okay, time. And I use that word term loosely. It's different there than it is here. But you don't just sleep forever and ever and ever. You actually have a lot of fun, cool, amazing activities that help you learn and grow as a person. But uh, everyone is clamoring to get to earth to be very, um, uh, very much spiritually enlightened and spiritually awoken, awoken, awakened, I'm sorry, awakened um, in the confines of the 3D space. It's very um, accelerating to the growth of, of um, the individual person and to the soul. It's very uh, accelerating and quite exhilarating because the lessons you learn here on this planet are beyond what you learn anywhere else. And that's why the whole universe is watching as you ascend into the fifth dimension physically. This has never been done. It is a grand experiment and a grand design that is culminating in a grand master plan that is beyond the scope of anything any beings or race of beings anywhere else have ever heard of, let alone gone through nobody, but nobody has ever done this before. So when we look through, we see amazing changes, amazing growth, quick, quick, uh, consciousness raising. We see it happening more and more rapidly day by day. And we also see these other things happening, the negativity, the, the bad things, the, um, you know, the, um, we're using like stat, stash and grab or, or, um, it's not stash and grab, cash and grab. I don't know. There's like a thing. It, it's a special, how do you even know this term? <laughs> He's like, I know everything. I've tapped into the human psyche for 2000 years. Yes. Okay. You have plenty of time to learn all these things. There's a thing where you, where you, uh, are things bash and grab or dash and grab where you, you, um, like the robbers will like push somebody and they'll push them into other people. And while they're um, stumbling into the other people, they're trying to regain their balance and which is what gives them, it puts them off guard for a quick second. And it gives you as a robber, <laughs> as a thief, a perfect opportunity to grab their purse and take off running as fast as you can. And you do it while you're running. So you start off running shove them into people, grab the person, take off. And then they're like, Hey, 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 you know, and it creates confusion and it creates a lot of, um, just chaos. It's complete and utter chaos. You know, and then it ruins everybody's day that went through that. Everyone that witnessed it, everyone that was present, everyone that had that energy, the fear, the, the, the quick scare that, you know, all of the things, all the elements of something like that, that's happening. So Jesus is showing me this and he's saying that there's like a lot of, um, incidences such as this. 
and he's like not picking on New York only. He's saying around the world he's noticed that there's this this kind of energy is is hanging on. Like people aren't just suddenly becoming enlightened because the energy is there. They're wishing to resist it and go against it, and they want to not change their ways. And they're going in their um, they're going in their own path, in their own way, which they can't last forever in, but. So they're choosing to do right now. So, okay, go ahead, Brother Yeshua. Yes, exactly. So we, um, I and the other ascended masters here have uh, been able to look at the scenes that are happening around the world in various cities. And we notice that what's happening in these people, because you might be curious, many of you we know are definitely curious about how could they just not feel the spiritual energy? It's so powerful. It's so deep. How come they're not seeing 444 or 1111 everywhere? How come they can't see that there's a connection? They're not even mentally able to notice that there's something going on all around them. And it's a miraculous happening. The universe is speaking to all of you. And there's symbols everywhere. And it's hard for those of you who are awakened to believe that people would still be so mean and so criminally minded and so oriented towards hurting others and causing chaos for their own personal gain, even if it's violent. And a lot of you are having these head scratching moments where you're just not understanding what is happening. Why are these people allowed to still be on earth? Why are these people not waking up? And what we would like to let you know and say to you at this point is that these people, many of them, are actually going to have a really quick awakening that's going to be quite uh, readily available to them where they will get sudden downloads and bouts of massive amounts of light. They will be bombarded with massive amounts of light. And when this happens, they will either finally give up the resistance to what they've already been feeling that pressure of energy that has been bombarding them this whole time they will either let go of the resistance and allow the change to come which will come quite rapidly they could transform in an instant or overnight but when you look at what has been happening over the past four years to you in your life and you see that your your body is receiving the light. You're getting extra bloated because you're holding extra water weight, which holds extra vibe energy until your nervous system can handle it. Then the water weight releases. And you look at all of the aches and the pains, which are basically resistance to the new energy until you can incorporate it. And once you incorporate it, the aches and pains go away. And we notice that you are able on a day-to-day basis uh, to deal with and um, vacillate between feeling normal and awkward with the new energies, but you're able to deal with it in a way that you are growing, you are becoming more enlightened day by day, little by little, hour by hour, and even sometimes minute by minute or even second by second. But when you think about all of the changes that you've gone through, 
all those itty bitty resistances that you easily overcame you easily were able to overcome them because your heart was open to the spirit your mind your your soul was completely willing to go through these changes and become a spiritual person to become enlightened or awakened or in some cases illumined you were able to receive the energies and day to day has its struggles but at the end of the day or the end of the week you overcome them because you're open to it well what's happening with the people who are angrily protesting and wanting to show up with guns or throwing rocks or pushing and shoving or stealing things from other people they are the unruly children of the human race if you were to look at all of you as children um you could see that some of you are the good little boys and the good little girl types you're sitting up front and you're learning your spiritual lessons and you're eating your lunch quietly during lunchtime and you're doing everything correct and then some of you are still struggling and you're trying to cheat off the paper of the <laughs> other kids and some of you are actually asking directly questions and you're getting help but some of you are working in groups it's just like if you imagine a kindergarten classroom and we're no way insulting or infantilizing any of you we don't want you to think that but if you imagine what it was like in kindergarten it's not much different as to what's happening to you as adults uh, in the spiritual growth realm so some kids are going to be eating the glue in the corner and in, in the papers and running with scissors or throwing scissors or throwing rocks in class or throwing paper airplanes or making spit wads and spitballs and all these things are going to happen in a typical kindergarten classroom we'll look at this as all the adults grew up and some of the people are still doing the spitballs <laughs> and running with scissors but now they're robbing people, knocking them over, hurting them because they don't like the way they look or the way they think or the way they act or they don't like something about them. Or their purse is easy to grab, their backpack, their wallet is easy to grab. And if you just imagine that they're like the unruly children that just won't uh, let up, they just have that ambitious energy of being the bad kid the naughty boy, the naughty girl. And when you think about it like that, if you think about a classroom of children, you think, but they're so cute. Even the, even the mean ones, even the bullies, even, you know, when they're five years old, they're still so cute. They're so cute. You want to pinch their naughty little cheeks. You know, sometimes you feel like, but you would still be able to love them. Now imagine that all the kids in this kindergarten classroom were, your children somehow and you love them all and you can't love one or over the other the good little girl seen in the front doing all of her work she might even be a little bit boring to you but you still love her and she's a good girl and then you look at the, the little boy being unruly in the back and when you realize maybe he's not learning very well maybe his learning style has not been addressed maybe he's not able to receive the information because he wasn't able to um connect with it the, the, the teacher you know or whatever the lessons that were being given weren't being given to him in his own style of learning 
Maybe he was visual and the teacher was talking in words. You know, if you imagine this and create a metaphor about this idea, think about now you're in the big world. You're all a grown adults and the kids that were the bullies and the cut-ups and the ones that were creating the chaos, if they're not awake or um, spiritually aware at this moment, those are the ones that are stealing money, tips from waitresses and running out the door or not paying their bill or trying to get away with all this criminal activity, beating others up or whatever. But if you imagine that there's still that adorable little kid being naughty in a classroom and you look at them that way, it's still easy to love them, right? And when you think about you're all in a classroom and God loves you all, regardless of how you're acting. And so if you could be God-like and you want to be God-like because many of you are on that spiritual path, that deep, powerful path in which someday you wish to be an enlightened master, and you wish to rise above this world, you're going to have to see everybody in a way or in a light that will bring you complete and total and utter love for them, no matter what they're doing. Whether they're creating a cute little piece of art or they're running with scissors in the classroom, you're going to have to find a way to love them all. And when you look at all the adults, no matter what they're doing, how they're behaving, you have to love them all. But if that uh, metaphor does not bring it to you, to your attention as a way to love everybody, because it is important to open up your love and chakra to love everybody. That was one of my greatest messages over 2000 years ago. Love everybody as yourself. Love everybody. It was one of the greatest secrets that all of mankind has heard and very few have implemented except those of you who have decided consciously consciously to be on the spiritual path during this, the ascension or ascendance stage of humanity. So during this part of your uh, great evolution, when you look at all the people doing these negative things, all the people that are bribing and stealing and um, all the horrible things that they're doing, I I don't want to go down the list of the negativities because some of these people have made you very angry and I'm not trying to elicit anger in you. I'm trying to get you to see that God loves them just as much as a teacher loves all of the students in her classroom, even if some of them are more disruptive than others. God loves everybody, no matter what God created everybody, no matter what, but those people who are in that bad kid or bully category. Um, some of them are going to not make it. Some of them are going to cease to exist as they will fall under the weight of their own resistance against the light. And some of them have been resisting, but will change at the last moment. Some of them have been resisting so much that they have gotten worse and you see them and you're like, man, they've gotten worse. What is wrong with them? That, you know, maybe that person stole a Snickers bar every now and again, or maybe they uh, cheated on their taxes, but now you see them every night going out robbing people, you know, so maybe you have, you, you know, of somebody doing these things, maybe they're related to, and you see it all the time. 
And what this is, it's stress that's brought on by the deep and powerful resistance they feel within themselves. Can you imagine from the moment of your spiritual awakening or awareness until now, maybe it's been four years. Can you imagine four years or 10 years or 20 or 30 years of this um, awareness where the universe is speaking to you and the symbols and all the energies coming to you to change you to create a better person and what if you had resisted all of it from the beginning imagine the weight of that pressure having a penny on your head is going to be hardly noticeable having two pennies or five pennies might not be that noticeable and maybe 25 pennies might not be that noticeable and eventually you know every time you see a sign or symbol imagine if these people ignored 1111 they ignored a ladybug in their backyard they ignored when a, a butterfly landed on their shoulder they ignored when somebody says i think i know you from a past life they blew it off and said past lives those are, that's bullshit it's not real they uh heard spiritual teachings and they guffawed at it Pfft. God, is it real? There's no proof. I don't see him. You know, all those things. What if each one of those things that they said or thought, snorted at, laughed at, made fun of, all the times they uh, did something against humanity, created that energy of sadness and negativity and chaos. What if every single time they even had a thought about grabbing somebody's backpack? another penny was added so now imagine that these people have so much pressure on them and this is yet another meta metaphor so imagine now that they have bags upon bags upon bags upon bags of pennies on their head imagine the pressure walking around because they don't want to open their eyes and see all the riches that god has given them all the abundance is just right there just up out of their reach because they have resisted imagine all of that pressure now you can imagine why in the world today there are so many people that are creating chaos they're being the bad guys the bullies the mean person you know the the people who are so resistant to change and resistant to spiritual messages it's okay if they don't want to be religious that's not what we're asking we're not even asking them to change but we are witnessing this and it's almost as if they're walking around with five tons of pressure on their head. This is why sometimes you see people go crazy and they start shooting up everybody because they don't want to deal with the pressure of the glory of God on their head. That white light energy, that powerful message, the spiritual messages that have been sent to them millions of times and they resisted millions of times billions of times maybe and now they have all that pressure all that weight on top of them just pushing them in into more of the physical reality they feel the weight they feel pain in their body which is more resistance they have more pressure coming at them a lot of people in these situations have lost their job, have lost their, their spouse. They've lost um, their kids in some cases. They lost court cases. They lost the ability to reason. They've lost their sanity in some cases. All of this is weight upon weight upon weight upon weight.
of pressure, if they choose to let go of their resistance and they brought all those riches poured into their life at once, imagine the great level of enlightenment that would be. If it happened to everybody in the world, all the bad, the bad people that you consider or label as bad people to us, they're just people to the ascended masters. We see them as either sleep or awake. They're all people. And if you look at them and imagine that all the riches of abundance of God's beautiful light is just waiting, resting on their heads. If they were to just say, Oh, I give up finally. And they pull in all of those abundance moments. And now they will be spiritually enlightened in a heartbeat. If they accepted it all at once, it was there all along for them. And if you see someone like this, that becomes suddenly enlightened overnight, you might say, how do they rate? That doesn't make any sense. They didn't do any of the spiritual work. They didn't, go on a path. They didn't seek out and try to help, um, the toxic parts of their personality. They didn't try to heal the toxic things that have been done to them by other people. They didn't work on their shadow side, their shadow self. They didn't do any of the work. They didn't even open one spiritual book. And now look at them. They have more enlightenment than me. It's just that they built up all the pressure over time that became more and more, um, powerful now now God or Jesus is showing me like a Yeshua showing me like a matrix a mathematical formula I'm not understanding but it's a bunch of um math basically and he's showing me that it's kind of um a matrix like you know um when you have a number with to the third power it's called cubed but imagine if it's like cubed by cubed by cubed by cubed you know times 12 or something and that's the kind of pressure. So like when you, so now he's talking it. So when you build up the pressure of maybe a hundred things and then a hundred things more, now those things that are weighing on your head multiply. So it becomes a hundred times a hundred is the amount of pressure. The longer you resist, the more pressure you get. So a lot of these people are going to, um, not, uh, exist anymore in this world as the pressure will become too great, they won't be able to. And some people at the last minute will just completely turn over a new leaf. And you're not going to understand why that happened. How are they suddenly so nice? How are they suddenly wanting to volunteer at the senior center? Why are they at the rec center helping um, homeless youth? Or why are they serving meals on wheels? You know, they were robbing people in the street last week. And this week, they're completely transformed as if the invasion of the good body snatchers have taken over them. And now they're wonderful volunteer, amazing people. And that's why we wanted to bring this up. You're going to start seeing these kinds of personality flips in many people. And you might not know them. It might people, you know, of people, you notice they have such a darkness and horrible energy to them. But the moment they open up, to the pressure that has now been multiplied upon multiplied on top of them. If they just give up the resistance, open up themselves to God's good graces, the goodwill of God. This is their redemption. 
This is their forgiveness. When they forgive themselves and open up. So what we are asking, the ascended masters are asking you to do is not necessarily to help these people directly. Don't approach them if they're still committing crimes. But what we're saying is please pray for your enemies. Pray for the criminals. Pray for the people who just need to open their mind. They need a little more pressure, a little more nudge. They need the more light. They're such dark people because they have not yet turned on the light bulb. But once it comes, it's going to be floodlights like a stadium in all directions around them, pointing at them. And they're going to become so illumined so rapidly that it's going to blow your mind. This is the power and the glory of God, our Father, our collective Father. This is the Creator who created you. You're going to see and witness miracle after miracle after miracle in the upcoming weeks and months and years. In the next year, you're going to be greatly surprised. So while you're praying for all of the bullies of the world, all of those criminals who started off running with scissors and eating paste, and now they're committing the most heinous of crimes, just love them as a teacher would love them in the classroom. Bring them love from you to them freely, unconditionally, non-judgmentally, with forgiveness. They're either going to accept this energy or it will become a greater point of resistance in them. And it's going to be more light piled on top. You're going to see the world change rapidly. All of humanity is going to be swept up in a grand gesture that we can't even begin to explain to you yet. We don't even know how, 100% how it's going to unfold, but we know it's going to be amazing. All the abilities you're going to have, all of the enlightened ideas that will flow to you, you will not believe yourself. You won't be able to see who you are in that moment against who you are a year ago. You're not going to recognize the same person. You will be a different person, but it will be another part of the glory of God. So what we're asking you now is stop hating or blaming or judging or pointing fingers at the people that are basically the asleep, unawakened, unspiritual bullies running with scissors in the streets of the cities of the world. Just stop feeling that energy that goes against them. Start feeling forgiveness. Start sending them love. Start sending them light. Start sending them the spiritual alarm clock that they so desperately need. And if they continue to resist, as we had talked about in the book that you just finished, um, well, you didn't just finish the book, but the, he's trying to say that you just finished a couple weeks ago, you know, that uh, idea of the God beam coming out of your chakras at people. 
that they will either change or die under the weight of the glory of the light of God. Literally the light that comes out of you. <laughs> like rays of light, like the sunlight. Just beam this kind of love and light without any judgment. Just with complete humility, complete love. Send this light out to all the people in the world who are creating the chaos and the havoc, committing the crimes. White collar or blue collar doesn't matter. Just keep sending them love and light. And imagine that they're going to wake up and become better people than you ever imagined they could be. Maybe even better people than you yourself have ever been. And you're going to be so humbled and so grateful to see that. That it will, you will feel like falling to your knees as you cry. And you weep with utter humility and happiness. With complete energy of being humble humbled before the power of God to transform a life that stopped the resistance and allowed the light to flood them, permeate their every cell, and they become a pillar of light and a pillar in the community. And that becomes catchy and that spreads across the whole world as light spreads in a room when you open the window at, a, at the daylight of a fresh dawn. This is what the world needs right now. Not only for the bad guys to become enlightened, but for you to forgive them, for you to love them, for you to just see them as little bullies in a kindergarten classroom that just need a little extra love and a little extra guidance to transform and change so that they will eventually cooperate with others and play nice with others. If it helps you in that way to see people, and again, we don't mean to um, uh, insult anybody or infantilize anybody, and we don't want you to say these words out loud, but this might be something that helps the energy in your heart to move and to grow. And those of you who are resisting, loving, Everybody, like you love 90% of the world, but those criminal elements, boy, those you could do without, those you judge, those you, you secretly hate. You say you love everybody, but you only mean everybody at the health food center or the yoga studio or at your new age church or only those people that are your friends and family. Only those people that wear lavender on a Wednesday <laughs> or whatever it is. You have to love the 10% that you find hard to love. We've talked about loving Genghis Khan and Hitler and all of those people of the past. Right now, we're just asking you to send love and light to those people that are so darn asleep. They're so darned stubborn that they won't wake up. They can't hear the alarm clock that's ringing all around them. Send them more love and light. They will either be defeated by the light as they will be crushed under the weight of their own resistance to the light of God. And they will cease to be. Or just keep sending the light and they will open up to it. And when they accept a little bit, it will all flood in. 
and they will accept it and it'll be in every cell in their body and it'll be an overnight transformation you'll see them one day and you'll just like run away from them you'll be afraid or don't want to deal with them and then a week later you're going to be amazed at what you see if you just give up your resistance to loving everybody when that includes the bad guys and the bullies of the world and as Elena says you don't have to invite them over for Thanksgiving dinner to your house they don't need to be at your three-year-old's birthday parties just secretly lovingly humbly send them love and the light that they need to wake up so that they can experience the joy and the peace, the harmony, and the amazing moments that you've been experiencing for the past month or year or four years or 30 years, however long you've been on this path, the moment you stopped resisting. And we see many of you are still resisting. We see the resistance in you. We're asking you for yourself, for your blessings. You might have pennies on your head. Just open yourself up to the love and the light. Open yourself up to the blessings and abundance that God has gently and graciously placed upon your head. Allow the light to flood you. Stop looking at yourself with resistance. Stop looking at yourself as less than that adorable good girl in the front of the classroom. Maybe you're not perfect like this one child that you knew when you were a kid. You know, you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, if only I could be like Bernadette or or whoever. <laughs> if only I could be like Nathan, because Nathan's a good boy. And I'm struggling right so like even if you've had those issues even from kindergarten on now's the time to say you know what I'm going to now be the teacher I'm going to be my own teacher and I look at myself as every point of of uh, humanity in that classroom sometimes you were the bully sometimes you were the good girl sometimes you were everything in between if you see yourself as everybody everybody is you and you start to see yourself also as the teacher. And, and you can teach yourself to love yourself and give up all of the judgments of yourself and the lack of forgiveness. Give that up. You no longer need that. We like to bring you extra energy, so stop resisting and you're going to feel a flood of lights coming to you from us, the Ascended Masters, right from the Himalayan mountains to you to your heart it will be immediate the moment you raise your hands up and say I no longer will resist my blessings I will accept my blessings as they flow through me as the divine glory of God because I'm a divine child of the one will the prime creator created me to receive all of his gifts and I no longer will resist I am now accepting of all of my blessings. And as you say this, say, I will accept all the blessings from the masters of the Himalayas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Use the gratitude to pull like a magnet to you. 
all of the blessings that have uh, up until now have been sitting like little pennies upon your head. We love you. We are sending out light to humanity. We are looking forward to watching and witnessing the unfoldment of your next stage of your conscious spiritual evolution. I am Brother Yeshua. I am your brother, your divine guide, if you will, if you wish. I could be your best friend. Just call upon my energy. Call upon me when you need me. I am here. I am there. I am everywhere I need to be anytime anyone asks. And you will someday be the avatar that I have become as long as you stop the resistance of the pennies of God's blessing that are gently and lightly placed upon your head. I love you. I love you. I love you. Begin by accepting the love. We feel resistance in many of you. They cannot even accept the love because you don't think you're worthy. That is a lie. That is resistance. Let it go. Take a deep breath and let it go. And we say, I love you. Now you're able to accept it. With the God in me, I bow to the God in you. I bless you and I bless you. And we all bless you. And transmission. Well, there you have it, guys. Another wonderful episode and message from Brother Yeshua. As you uh, know, he is also known as Jesus, who walked the earth as a man over 2,000 years, and now he still lives on the earth as an ascended master, timeless and eternal, here always forevermore to help humanity until we all ascend together in unity and harmony because we all are one. We all are one. In Lockett, baby, I am another yourself. Another thing. And that is uh, a Mayan saying from the Mayan people that um, still today inhabit the area of Guatemala and southern Mexico in Lockett. And another saying that I've been wanting to tell you guys again, haven't said it in a while. Aicha achachinta china. Aicha. Aicha achachinta china. Basically, if I said it correctly. Um, this is Cherokee Apache for may we meet again if we both should live that long. <laughs> and that also, to me, points to right now the fact that we could be crushed under the weight of our own resistance. So let's give up our resistance, accept our flow, our love, our blessings. It's God accepting the gift of God. It's like you handing yourself something. It's that simple. Reach out and grab what is yours. Take it from your very own hand. That is the hand of God from which you are a spark. I feel some in some ways I'm still channeling Brother Yeshua here and also divine creator at the same time. Anyway, I love you. I love all of you. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming 
just like always. For those of you who wish to donate, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com is my PayPal, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical. If you would like to donate anywhere from 99 cents up to $9.99 monthly as a pledge to become a listener supporter. Um, those of you who've done that, thank you so much. I really appreciate it because um, this is the only work I'm doing right now, guys. <laughs> um, Mermaid Girl 888, that's me on Instagram. Direct message me anytime with uh, questions um, or anything you need clarification on. Well, that's it for now, guys. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension till next time guys peace Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.